0: Hello and welcome to Master Your Coaching Biz, a podcast for rising coaches and entrepreneurs who want to design the life of their dreams and make a massive impact on the world while building an inspired, successful, and profitable business. I'm your host, Cheryl Thacker, Master Board Certified Coach, trainer, ICF Mentor Coach, international speaker, and founder of Successful Coaches Enterprise. I believe that every coach has a unique gift to present to the world and I'm humbled that I've had the opportunity to work with hundreds of coaches and entrepreneurs on their journey to mastering their business. Join me each week as we explore all things coaching to master your business with tools, techniques, and strategies to create and market your products, get visible, make an impact, and grow your business. Listen in on interviews with leading coaches and entrepreneurs sharing their stories and best tips to teach, inspire, and empower you observe coaching sessions, participate in Q&A, and learn how to master your mindset to enhance your coaching skills. Are you ready to build the life and business of your dreams while doing what you love? Let's get started. Hey, everyone. Welcome to today's show. And I'm so excited. I have a special guest today, Melinda Cohen, who is the CEO of the Coaches Console which is a software and training company uh, for coaches and it's actually the system that I use in my business and have been using for uh, 10 years now. So I'm really excited that we have Melinda with us. Melinda, hi and welcome to the show. Hello there. It's so fun to be here. Yeah, I'm so excited. Um, so there's a lot of stuff going on today, right, in this in this time of crisis and um, because I'm Privileged to be a part of Coaches Council. I'm also a part of your group, and so you have some um, interesting and very helpful takes on different things that are going on for coaches um, in the in the uh, times that we are that we have going on right now in the world. So I'd like to um, get your, some of your thoughts on that if you're up for it. Yes, it's a hot topic right now, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, okay. So. Um, Kind of the, the two areas that I see you talking on the most is, um, you know, coaches kind of figuring out why their services are critical and then kind of what's different for their, uh, their target audience, um, you know, from a few months ago when we didn't have, you know, this uh, pandemic going on. So what, what, are, what are some of your thoughts there? Yeah, so it's been interesting. I mean, what, we've been involved in this for going on six, seven weeks now, I
1: guess, with this whole pandemic, and it feels like lifetimes. Yeah. Uh, But when it first kind of started to erupt, um, a lot of the things that I was hearing from coaches in the early phases of it was, oh my gosh, nobody's going to buy coaching. And like this big fear came up. That's like, there's no way that I'm going to be able to do coaching up. There goes my business those are some of the different ways that people would express their fears to me. Or I remember another gal, she was like, well, nobody's going to buy coaching. Nobody's getting paid. Nobody has a job. So nobody wants to buy coaching anymore. Right. And that could not be farther from the truth. Now there is some truth to that. Uh, and the, you know, words like pivot, adjust, modify, tweak, be flexible, get creative. Like that's been our mantra for the past Six weeks or so. But what I have found is that when a coach can sit down and whether you're starting out or whether you want to get started or whether you've been at this for a while, like you were saying, you've been a member of ours for 10 years now, this is a perfect time for you to ask this. I think it's the most vital question a coach can ask of themselves and their business. And to sit down with your journal or on your tablet or whatever and to ask yourself, why are my services, why is coaching, Critical and vital right now because of this pandemic inside this pandemic, and when whatever your niche is, it doesn't matter what your niche is whether you're working with entrepreneurs, or you're working with corporate clients, or you're working with parents, or student athletes, or relationships like whatever your niche is. When you can say, Okay, because of what's going on right now, why are my services more critical than ever before? and you might have to sit with it for a minute because the fear, I mean, we're human beings going through this pandemic as well. And so the fears are going to come up and just kind of let them float off to the side and really get to, well, why are they critical? And when you can answer that, now you are relevant. Your services are relevant and you know it. And so it gives a little boost to your confidence and it quiets your fears so that you've got room for creativity to come about so you can pivot your business, your packages, your services, your offerings, the way you work with your clients. But until you can answer that question, it'll just be fears and doubts. And well, you'll find the evidence for those fears and doubts to be real
0: when it's not necessarily the case. Right. Now that makes perfect sense. So what would you suggest like, as a starting point for, um, for coaches to really kind of do that sitting down and that journaling on what makes coaching critical for their niche? Uh, one of the ways that you could go about it, like you could just ask the question.
1: I have found that in working with a lot of our clients, just asking the question and then living into the question is how I describe it. Just let that question hang there. There, It creates this space where your brain will start being like, oh, well, you know, my my services might be critical because, and, and it's kind of that tentative phase. It's like, well, maybe they're critical because maybe my coaching working with entrepreneurs, cause that's what I do, right? Yeah. Maybe it's critical because, and just start with that might and maybe language. Um, and then the other exercise that I've done with my clients is you just take a piece of paper, right? You just, any kind of paper, back of a napkin, it could be just, you know, a piece of notebook paper and you just draw a line down the middle. And on the left-hand side, just begin to put yourself in your client's shoes and say, okay, what are, what are the fears that they are having right now, right? So I work with entrepreneurs. What are the fears that entrepreneurs have right now? Well, they're not sure if they're going to still be able to sell their services. They're not sure if people are going to be able to buy. So you just list out all the fears and just do a, like a brain dump. Don't worry about solutions right now but do that brain dump. And then once you have on the left-hand side, you've got all the fears of your people listed. Then on the right-hand side, um, begin to ask yourself, well, how could I help them address those fears? And now all of a sudden, you're going to have a list of, and it might, like for me, I was like, Oh my gosh, we have this resource that we gave to our clients at this retreat two years ago. Well, let's pull that out because this is going to help these people right now. And so we started bringing existing resources, but using them in different ways than we ever had before and giving them to our clients or it would spark a topic. It's like, oh, well, I can talk about this in a different way. And so that piece of paper, writing down their fears and then asking, how can I help them alleviate
0: these fears? Yeah. Excellent, I love that simple and, and but powerful yeah, yeah, all right so how do they um how do they figure out what's kind of different uh for them now compared to before, like besides putting themselves in their sh- in their ideal clients' shoes um, you know some of it is economical, some of it of course is um, you know health wise like those kind of fears which we don't want to allow to overpower us, but they're real right so um, I heard from one of my coaches the other day that, um, she just couldn't find a way to say, yes, you know, um, she actually works in healthcare and she said, yes, you know, how do I tell my client? Yeah, I understand you're sick, but you need to, you need to pay me in this time period. Like they don't want to charge. They feel like they have to give everything away for free. Mm.
1: That is, um, that's fear at its loudest right there. Um, now. I am not talking about don't be generous because there is a big place for generosity, but don't let it be fear-driven, right? One of my uh, colleagues here locally, she's a coach and her fears consumed her. And she's like, I'm just going to coach everybody for free because nobody will pay for this. And so her fears were driving her. And so she was giving her services away for free. And, you know, there's a certain energy to that. And, She got a few people initially, but she's not getting a lot of people because people don't want fear-driven people leading them and guiding them. It's just kind of an icky, weird combination. But when you can be grounded in the truth and when you can answer that question, here's why my services are so vital. When you see why they're vital and how they're serving people navigating these times, we would never expect for Netflix to say, you know what, we're not going to charge you. Or like we just, I just unloaded our Green Chef meal. We get Green Chef every week and it's got three meals with all the ingredients and then we make our dinners, right? Right. I would never expect them to say, oh, these are hard times. Like you don't have to pay us anymore. (laughs) We don't expect that, right? Because I know I don't have to go to the grocery store and I can stay home and be safe and still get my food delivered, sanitize it and prep it and have healthy organic meals and still take care of myself in the midst of all the craziness. Right. So that's why, so I'm happy to pay for that service. And so that's why that question is so important. Why are my services critical? Because then the coach can see why they're critical. And when you can explain that to a client, now the dialogue isn't funny. It's like, I am providing a great value to you and here's the monetary exchange. And and it's just business as usual. But without answering that question, that money dialogue becomes kind of funky for some people.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And and I think an interesting point to that is that um, there are people still doing business, right? There's oh, yeah. kind of, yeah. And and if we all stop doing business, we wouldn't have an economy, number one. <laughs> it would
1: not um, not be a recession that we're in at the depression that we would land in.
0: Right. <laughs> so, sure. yeah. So we have kind of, a, I, so I feel like there's like a little bit of responsibility there too, right? To continue to do business, everybody, not just coaches, but, you know, continue to do business the best you can. And another, you know, big thing is about the pivoting. So how do we pivot um, when we when we see that the services are critical, and when we see that people are needing our services, but maybe you know how we did business before is not going to you know work or resonate now. And so that's a lot of a lot of the talk has been around pivoting as well. What would you, you know, what's your thought on that? Like pivoting how we how we give our services or how we package them or anything like that.
1: Yeah, you know, once you, everything stems on that question, why are my services critical? And the the other question is, you know, what are the problems my clients are facing now that they weren't a few months ago and how can I uh, support them in that? Once you understand that, then you can begin to look at how do you package your services? And you've heard me share this example a few times in some of the community Facebook lives that I've done. Um, Kate, my business partner, she has a year-long coaching package. And when she went through this exercise, one of the things that she knows about her people that she works with, entrepreneurs and small business owners, is they no longer have the ability to look forward uh, for a whole entire year. That time frame is unimaginable to people. And so she's like, well, my people, they can think one month, two months, three months ahead, but that's really about as far as three months is almost a little too long right now. So she took a piece of her coaching package that's one of the most important milestones. And now she covers that in a three month package. And so that's just a way to be flexible and get creative. It's still an urgent problem that her people have right now during these times. So that is still relevant, but instead of having them make a commitment for a whole year, which she's been doing for the past, gosh, she's had that package for five or six years now. Right. Well, and she'll probably have that package again, but right now she modified it. Um, she didn't discount her prices, but she's offering a new type of package that has a lower price point to it. Right. So it's an easier step for her people to take. Does that make sense? Does that oh, yeah. answer your
0: question? Oh yeah, absolutely. And and um and I and I did that same exact thing based off of um you know, your advice, and then also, yeah, you did that with your, your program, yeah, with my boot camp, yep, um, so I took my 12-week, and I just, you know, I, I cut it down to two, six weeks, and so then, you know the people can say, okay, well, I can handle six weeks worth of work to build my business, and, and then if I have the capacity later, I can go to the advanced, um, now here's,
1: uh, let me share this hot tip, since you brought this up, uh, because I don't think I shared this when I shared it in our community, um, when you're going to modify your packages, right? If you're thinking about how do you pap- how do you pivot your services and your offerings, if you're going to modify it like that, like Kate did with her coaching package, like you did with your course or uh, something like that, um, let it be temporary in your mind, mm-hmm. right? Um, because we don't know what's going to happen in another one, two, three months or six, like it's, it's still uncharted territory, right? So right. let it be temporary. So when you're delivering your six week, Uh, mini course I'll I'll call it a mini course right Mm -hmm. make sure you are seeding the idea that this is actually part of a bigger program make sure your people are aware this is only part of the journey and so it would be things like in the um, first six weeks I'm guessing there's like a module a week or something Mm -hmm. like that is that right Yes. Um, so each week when you release a module or Uh, If you send out an email or if you do a Facebook live or a group coaching call, like whatever you do, however you get that content out there, make sure you're saying things like, uh, you know, I'm going to share this content ABC with you today. And this is an important piece of content because XYZ reason. And this is the first of 12 steps. Now, we're only going to cover the first six in this mini course here today, and this is the first step, but it's a much bigger project, right? So little things like that, so that people, your participants are like, oh, there's, okay, I'm I'm in for the sixth, but wait a minute, there's more. What's, so they're just, you don't even have to sell it. You're not even talking about steps seven through 12, right? right. But just saying things like that, or you could seed it in a way by saying, um, you know, I'm sharing this content with you, and, and I know that these times with this pandemic are crazy for everybody. And what I know is that people can only look so far ahead. So I've taken my 12 module course, and we're just gonna cover the first six steps because I know you'll be able to take the first six steps. We'll get to the rest of the 12 steps later, but right now we're just gonna focus because that's where we can put our attention on. So th- saying things like that when you're gonna pivot your offers and pivot your services yeah. lets your people know wait a minute, I've just taken the first step, this is only the one portion of it, so that when you get to module six, what I encourage you to build in is to bridge the gap, so module six is delivering, and saying, now here's module seven, Mm -hmm. and that you're like, okay, come with me, people, now let's do the next six steps together, right, right, or else they're going to get done, they'll be like, oh, thank you so much, Cheryl, that was great, okay, gotta go, and then you're like, ah, no, you're not done. But they yeah. think
0: they are. So make sure you set it up that way. I love that. That's, that's excellent. You know, I don't know if you saw my face, but I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. I saw you grab your pen. And you, I'm like, she's taking notes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm taking notes. I can listen to this back, but I'm taking notes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was excellent. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. And that's definitely something um, that I think is important. You know, like you said, when we're breaking things down, but even when we're you know, when we're just doing kind of what we consider normal business, if it ever gets back to that, um, you know, always looking for the next step, uh, with clients, I think is really important as well.
1: Um, Yeah. I find that the more you can, um, create anticipation Mm -hmm. for the what's next, the more it, uh, engages your people right now because they see how this step fits into the bigger picture. And when somebody understands why something is important, they're more committed to it. And that's true whether we're in these pandemic times or it's business as usual, right? right? So always be creating that anticipation for the bigger picture so that your clients know what they're in for. and, And when they love working with you, they know it doesn't have to be over, that there's more to come. Yeah, that's
0: great. Um, so, so I, I kind of jumped in on this stuff and really didn't get any background on you. So I do want to stop here for a second and say, can you just kind of tell us a little bit about you know how you got into coaching and then, of course, how you started Coach's Console?
1: Yeah. So I got into coaching. Um, it really started as a hobby for me. Um, it was one of those things where I had heard coaching mentioned in a book and then I read about it in a magazine and and this was back in. Oh gosh, 2002, I think it was. It was a long time ago, um, and I really didn't know what coaching was. But I, I, whenever I hear things in threes, I'm like, okay, I have to pay attention. Something's telling me some kind of message. And uh, when I started learning what coaching was, I realized it was my natural management style uh, in the job that I had and working with the teams that I worked with in my in my um, in the corporate world. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's just it's what I do. And so I was like, well, let's do more of this. And uh, I learned about coaching and fell in love with it. It's just when I learned that it's about helping people be their best, that's, that was it for me. <laughs> um, it. And so I started doing it in the evenings and on the weekends. And I coached some of my coworkers and my boss. I got to coach my boss. That was kind of weird but fun. <laughs> um, and I started doing more and more of that. And then um, I got fired from that job and type a overachiever here. That was never a thing that was in my future. Uh, I don't get fired. Uh, but that's a whole nother podcast for that story, but I got fired and I, I realized, um, I wasn't going to go get another job, That that was not going to happen. I'd never wanted to be an entrepreneur, but I knew I was going to start my coaching business. And so then I started my coaching business and um, started working with small business owners and entrepreneurs and loved, 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 loved it. And did that for, I guess, the better part of a year, maybe, year and a half. Uh, I built a business fast, a successful business with 20 clients, wait lists, charging good prices. And I just thought it's like, oh, you decide you wanna have a coaching business, you set up your business, you have a full business and you do what you love. And I just thought that was what all coaches did. and Kate who is now my business partner, she was my coach at the time. And I was, I was like, Oh my gosh, coaches must love what they do. It's so easy to be, have a coaching business. And she's like, no, no, (laughs) those coaches do not do what you've just done here. And, and, um, she had been in business for three years and she's like, now you need to help me figure out my business. And, um, so we got the back end of her business sorted out and I was like, wait a minute, there's something here for other coaches. And uh, that was the birth of Coach's Console.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, we, uh, I had actually had this little vision as it was a voice that came to me that said, now you'll do the same for others. You'll help them live their God-given potential and uh, eliminate the burdens and distractions and help them live their God-given potential. And it took me a while to figure out what that voice meant over many, many months of not knowing. But then I realized when I had this interaction with Kate that I can help other coaches set up their business because most coaches are great. I mean, it's their gift that they're born with to coach and serve and support other people. But having a business is not the gift they're born with. And I've got the privilege of having both of those gifts. And so that was the coaches console. And now since 2004, uh, we've been serving other coaches and helping them set up and organize and manage and launch their business. Uh, making that part easy so they can really focus on having an amazing lifestyle and doing the work that they love
0: yeah that's awesome and i love coaches console it's uh kind of that one-stop shop uh for coaches and um i use it with you know my clients which are coaches and then also um with the students from the from wci where i where i teach So yeah so that's that's amazing and so you said 2004 so that's a long time and and I've seen some things change as as we went along and it just keeps getting better and better and you keep kind of updating and and staying ahead of the um, of the curve I think of most other um software softwares i guess platforms what would you call platforms. it platforms. platform software technology yeah <laughs> yeah
1: platforms is
0: what a lot of people refer to it as yeah so what do you run across um, as the kind of the most, the biggest struggle of, of new coaches that, you, that you're helping, um, you know, in, in your business with Coaches Console and your, and your coaching?
1: One of the things that we see, um, it's actually something that our software does not help with, but when they don't have this piece figured out, it breaks every other part of their business Uh, so much harder and not successful and not work. And then they think, oh, my business is, I I failed at business. Um, but when, when we look to new coaches, um, they just want to coach. They just want to coach and help people. If they breathe, they want to help them. If (laughs) they have a pulse, they want to help them. Just anybody that is struggling and they want to have a better life. They want to help them and their passion and their enthusiasm gets the better of them um because helping anybody with anything at any time from anywhere leaves you with helping nobody never on anything yeah um and so when people can identify um you know who do they want to help why do they want to help those people uh how do they like what's the transformation that you want to help provide in this world when a new coach can answer that and i'm not talking about you don't have to n- narrow it down to i work with women like it doesn't have to be like that but when you can identify here's the struggles that i see people having that really just frustrate me to no end and here's the transformation i really want to see with people when you can identify those elements now you can begin to craft your marketing messaging you can begin to put together your packages your services your pricing you can understand how to put together newsletters to send to people and then you can start building the back end of your business to support the transformation you want to provide. But without that clarity early on, your business is not a business. Uh, it's just a feel good hobby that is really going nowhere.
0: Yeah. And and that's, um, it's funny, but almost every guest (laughs) that I talk to talks about really having to know your target audience, getting really clear, you know, on your ideal client. And, um, and there's all different kinds of ways to do that, but I, I, lo- I love the way that you just described that. So just kind of looking at the problem, the struggle, and then the transformation that can happen, that's a, I think an easy way for people to kind of get started with it. Yeah,
1: because a lot of the things that we hear is like, well, I love working with women, but I, I wanna work with men too. And I love working with older people, but I, I want the new, the younger folks. And they don't want to eliminate people because of their focus. Uh, but when you can I identify what are the challenges and frustrations and struggles that people encounter, you might have a number of different demographics uh, that make up the people who experience those struggles. And then the transformation that you want to help people with, there might be a number of different types of people that want that. Uh, so that's why I like to describe it as challenge, transformation, and result. Yeah. Uh, because then you don't have to leave anybody out. Everybody can whether they're a man or a woman or self-employed or job or no employed or whatever they, if they're struggling with this, you can help them. If they want this result, you're their person.
0: Yeah. Excellent. So there's a, there's the, like the demographic side, and then there's kind of the, the psychographic side. Um, yeah. I think the, the psychographic yeah, I think a lot of people get hung up on that
1: demographic and they, well, in a lot of schools, I will say a lot of schools, that's the piece that they'll focus in on as a way to help coaches get clear, but then the coaches will get stuck in the, I don't want to eliminate people phase and then Mm -hmm. they go nowhere.
0: Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So what would you say, um, your, um, your kind of suggestion or, or what you feel, sorry, let me rephrase. Um, what do you feel as far as mindset, um, for, for coaches when they're building their businesses? Like what is, what do they have to do to keep that mindset to be successful and to push forward?
1: Ooh, there's a whole chapter right there. Let's see. Um, Well, the first thing that pops up is um, do not confuse perfectionism with professionalism. So many coaches, they have this belief that it has to be perfect out of the gate. Their marketing has to be perfect. Their coaching package has to be perfect. Their course has to be perfect. Their, everything has to be perfect Uh, or else they can't get it out there, and it's what will hold them back. Professionalism means it's done to the best of your ability as accurately as possible based on what you know at that given time, and it is ever-changing in your business. You know, I started in 2004. It is still ever-changing for me today, Uh, but when we can be professional and do the best we can with what we have from where we are, Uh, And have the courage to take this step, knowing that um, we're going to research, we're going to review, we're going to evaluate, and we're going to do differently. Those four steps is what helps me to not get stuck in professionalism, but allows me to launch something at 80%. Mm -hmm. Because I'm a recovering perfectionist. (laughs) And that is hard. Um, And it's necessary or else we'll never launch, right? And so I know that if I'm going to put out a new course or a new program or a a new piece of material or a new whatever, um, I know I'm going to research it to the best of my ability, put it together in a way that's professional. And then I'm going to put it out there. I'm going to get feedback, good, bad, somewhere in between. I'm going to review that. And then I'm going to ask the most important question. What will I do differently now? And the stuff that works, I'll keep. The stuff that do differently, I'll get real busy changing it or getting rid of it. And that helps me to evolve. Um, And it continues to help me be present with serving my clients in the best way possible. So that mindset, don't let perfect Portia, that's the name of the villain that we gave it, don't (laughs) let perfect Portia get the best of you. And so often I see that with new coaches.
0: Yeah, I like that. I think that's absolutely true. Just take that action. Uh, you know, do your due diligence, but take the action.
1: Yeah. And one of the things that Kate and I will share with our clients, we'll ask them, uh, if you were to do it badly, what would it look like? One of my favorite coaching questions. Yeah. And, uh, and it just, it's permission giving to say, well, it's not going to be an utter embarrassment when I put this thing out there, but if I do it badly, then this is, I'll launch it when it looks like this. Mhm. Um, knowing that it's still going to be really freaking good.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. All right. So, uh, so kind of one more question around, uh, mindset and, um, the more of the spiritual or, um, enlightening side, which I tend to not be real good in. So <laughs> I like to ask the question. So uh-huh. when you want to call in more, um, you know, and, and you're feeling stuck with that, like what, you know, what kind of a routine or what kind of a, you know, a spiritual kind of side do you have to take in order for that to happen? I am very much uh, a spiritual type of person and believe
1: that we are humans having a spiritual experience and we're spirits having a human experience and we're doing that simultaneously. And so I believe that while I am using my mind and my experience and my resources to help create the tangible logistical stuff of the business that there's the not tangible parts of it as well. And so like this morning, I'll, I'll share my routine this morning. I have extraordinary self care. Uh, it is vital. If I don't take care of myself, then I cannot be present and take care of my clients. I can't have the wherewithal to know how to pivot rapidly and how to serve and support them in whatever ways they need it or, um, so that my creativity is flourishing and I'm giving of the overflow. So first and foremost, self-care is top priority. And then with that, um, this morning before I sat down at my desk, I sat over, I've got a little seating area in my office and I sat there and I do gratitudes. Sometimes it's three or four, sometimes it's 10 or 12, but the, the act of being in that state of gratitude and writing those gratitudes down, um, it acknowledges what is, when we acknowledge what is, it creates space for more of that to come. Yeah, uh, it's like a, a a message to the universe that says, "I love this. I'm so grateful for the X, Y, Z, whatever it is. I want more of this, right?" And so the universe is like, "Okay, your wish is my command." And so you generate more of that. So just the simple act of gratitudes is not something to be overlooked. And and then I do um I do a lot of uh, Movement practices. Uh, One of the things that I brought to the community in the midst of all this COVID pandemic stuff was um, a, a movement practice called Koya, Q O Y A. And so that's something I do on a regular basis. We have to get out of our heads and we have to get into our bodies, especially the feminine. We can't think our way through everything. It requires our brain to think through it and it requires us moving the energy and the emotion through our body so that our creativity can um, flourish. And so we can hear and acknowledge our intuition. Uh, So a lot of movement practices, sometimes it's yoga. Sometimes it's just stretching. Sometimes it's a dance break. uh, Sometimes it's Koya, like anything like that to get out of your head and in your body is another big part of how do I tap into that which is beyond me to help guide me in my next step. Yeah, um, I could keep going on and on, but no, those are great. <laughs> the, yeah, those are that's some great. of the big things. Thank ones. you. So,
0: yeah. All right. So, just finally, just want to ask, kind of, um, if you know, what would be like a uh, a tip um, or maybe a, a quick strategy that you would give to uh, coaches to start, you know, being able to get new clients. Uh, the, to start getting new
1: clients, it really begins with. It goes back to what I was sharing earlier. When, when you can identify what are the challenges that the people you want to work with, what are they struggling with? Write those down. You can actually use this same kind of sheet that I, you know, draw a line down the middle. What are the challenges that people are facing that you want to help? As they're in the area that you want to help. Right? There's kind of an overarching area. Do you want to help people in the area of health? Do you want to help people in the area of money, business, life, love, like that overarching area? What are their challenges and struggles? And then what's the transformation you want to see them have? And when you can, when a new coach can write that down, that can be their cheat sheet and uh, literally fold it up, keep it in your wallet, pull it out and read from it if you need to. Uh, But when you understand that, then if you're out and about and somebody says, so what do you do? don't answer with, I'm a coach. That's who you are. Right. <laughs> no. But what you do is you help people that are struggling with these challenges uh, through your coaching, you help them create these kind of results. And so it gives you the confidence to be able to talk about what you do in a way that other people will understand and then be able to refer people to you. That's the quickest and easiest way is because as soon as you talk challenges and results, the person you're talking to, they'll be like, Huh? Oh my gosh, my friend, Sally, she was just talking about if she complains about this thing one more time, (laughs) it's easy for somebody to identify with the challenges and the results conversation. And so for a new coach, you don't have to have a website. You don't have to have a business card. You don't have to have any of that stuff. But when you can articulate the challenges and the results, and you can feel a little bit of confidence, even in the midst of uncertainty. Um,
0: you can start working with your first client. Awesome. Love that. All right. So to to close, um, where can people find you if they want to?
1: Uh, well, coachesconsole.com. Uh, they can go there and that's all about the software and, uh, there's information about our bootcamp training and stuff there. And, um, I'd love people to have the roadmap if that's okay. And I'll give it free. Um, but the, for a coach, like we've outlined everything that they need. Right. And so if people want that, just coachesconsole.com. Do you have yours? I have it over here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, coachesconsole.com forward slash roadmap dash two dash success. It's kind of a weird URL, but roadmap dash two dash success.
0: I'll put and, that uh, yeah, uh, um, into the notes, the link in the <laughs> notes. So people can just click on that. And then, um, and again, I use Coach's Console. I have uh, since I think my first, uh, end of my first year of coaching. Um, and, and I just, you know, I love it. So I would definitely recommend anybody to go check it out. And um, definitely once you're in there, then you have access to Melinda and her team as well. Uh, so I would definitely recommend that as well. So thank you so much for joining me today. I had a great time and, and just a wonderful conversation with you, Melinda and um doing this and thanks for helping all the coaches out in the world especially
1: right
0: now oh awesome thank you as well so thank you guys hope you enjoyed our show and talk to you later bye-bye thank you so much for listening in today i'm so glad we got to spend this time together if you love today's show please consider leaving me a review on the apple podcast app so other coaches can find the podcast for more information about me visit successfulcoaches.com For daily inspiration and affirmations, follow me on Instagram at Coach Cheryl Thacker. Be sure to send me a DM so I can say hello. Until next time, to your success.